everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Hallback Heartbeats podcast, all about Hallback movies. I'm your host, Camille. And again, for the next 10 weeks, I'm joined by my friend, Kayla. We are fellow podcasters for another <laughs> podcast, The Resident. Um, today, I we are joined by the lovely and beautiful Catherine Hena Kim. I'm hoping that I say it right. Is it Hena or Hena? <laughs> it's a Hena. It's my Korean name. Henna. Henna. And you say it almost like henna tattoos. Yeah. Oh, wow. What does it mean? Um, <laughs> I do. I mean, it's like, what does Catherine mean? I guess it technically has a meaning here. But um, uh, I do know that my grandma on my dad's side went to actually have my name built for me. So, yeah. Uh, that's that's kind that, of that special. It's supposed to be good luck. Yeah. Oh, where did it, where did she build it, or whatever? Somewhere in Korea. Yeah. Oh, have you been to Korea? I I have. Uh, I've been there a couple times, especially as a kid. And you know, your parents just want to show you everything. So I would actually love to go back as an adult um, and get to really explore on my own. Especially because this year during the pandemic, I was like, okay, I'm gonna learn how to speak Korean better. I can have a conversation, but I don't have enough vocabulary probably to have an intellectual conversation right and then guys all that's ever come of it is that I'm now obsessed with Korean dramas I cannot stop watching them on tv I don't know what is my life right now which one are you watching oh gosh well I just finished Squid Game of course of course of course um I think it started with Crash Landing on You and then it just took off and so I just wanted to say thank you for making me feel so welcome um Yes. Yeah. I mean, this was a. Did you get to hear our podcast about it? I haven't yet. Like I said, I really try not to listen to stuff because for my personal sanity, you know, (laughs) sometimes it's good not to, but I'll probably be too curious not to listen to it uh, when we're done chatting, to be honest. Well, we did both like the movie. And, yeah, um, nice to hear. It, it was funny. And one of the things that I said was that your character needed therapy. <laughs> oh, 100%. I mean, don't we all? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, well, I- the holidays can be stressful anyways. Add yeah. in this abandonment issue surrounding it. Yeah. 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 That then, like I was saying in the um end when you got proposed to, you had you had a look of panic, and I was thinking to myself like I hope she got therapy to work on her issues first <laughs> during the year, <laughs> and so like that the panic because I was worried you were gonna say no. <laughs> I know I did milk that moment a little bit. <laughs> It's also, it's like, Nate, what are you doing? You know, this holiday is tricky for me. And you choose this, ho- you should have chosen like Arbor Day to propose to me, not Christmas. <laughs> um, but I think it's also really nice because, right, growing up, I mean, Christmas has been a very touchy subject for her and a, and a weird time because it doesn't bring up the best memories. And yeah. so I think it, it's really, it's wonderful that she gets to now create new memories that are special around this holiday. And I have heard it is, it's something a little different that, um, I mean, Lauren just, uh, she's navigating some scar tissue because she got abandoned when she was little by her mom around Christmas at that. 
And so now you have this character who is always leaving before she's left. And that's tough. And I just feel like each one of us in our own ways have our own issues that we're navigating. And um, I do love that you have this woman who's not like desperate for love or crazy anxious in some way. It's that like, she has this amazing full life. Um, she has a booming career. She has an amazing family that loves her, good friends. And she's just trying to navigate the love thing. And what a funny, beautiful way that her exes come back to kind of smack her over the head, really. But I know, um, right? Yeah. I mean, like, well, one, one thing we both said is that none of us would want our exes to come to our apartment. No, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let alone like all show up together at the end. I know, right? <laughs> like pass on that one. Yeah. yeah, I'll I'll definitely pass on that one. I really loved seeing how they infused uh, the Korean traditions into the movie. I love that part. Yeah, me too. I um I think it's really wonderful because for me at least, Christmas at its best is when everybody can come together. It's all about being inclusive and celebrating and being too indulgent. And, you know, I think for me, just being a transplant in LA and having been so far from home for a very long time, um, I have distant relatives, I have friends whose families are based here and they've always welcomed me into their homes or at least made sure that I knew I would have somewhere to go for the holidays. And so I love that you have Lauren's family who always invites Nate who doesn't have anywhere to go. Um, you get to see touches of Korean culture, which you don't always get to see. You just get to see this different family celebrating the holidays. Yeah, yeah. Because every family foods. celebrates the holiday differently. Exactly. So. Yes, I totally agree. But that talking about Korean culture, um, you're Korean. But mm-hmm. uh, you've said on Instagram, you know, um, that you really didn't grow up, you're like me. We're probably about the same age. Uh, we both did really grow up with a lot of um, role models, I guess, on TV that looked like us and stuff. So like I was telling someone, I was like, if this is um, emotional, I guess, a little bit for me, because, you know, this is something that we I lacked and now for the next generation, we got somebody, you know, to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really do. And I feel like we are getting to see more of it, which is really exciting. But at least for me, when I was growing up, there weren't a lot of Asian Americans on TV that I saw. And um, and I believe this is the first of its kind where you do get to see a Korean American family during the holidays. And it doesn't beat you over the head with the cultural part of it. It's just another part of her life, right? Yeah. Um, but I think as a kid, it's like, gosh, me right now, and probably me when I'm like 75, there's that like very kind of fundamental human part of us that just wants to belong and yeah. fit in. And you definitely feel that as a kid. And so I think to get to see people on TV that look like you and they're portrayed in, in a really warm, loving, festive way, it's just, it's such a beautiful thing. And so- And also in a genuine way, because you're sitting there yeah. like, you know, like, oh, that happens to my family, too. Or I eat that, too, in my family. Yes. yes. And the other thing, and I mentioned it when we discussed it, was that because um, 
I was raised by my dad. So that clicked for me like that. I was like, you don't see that in a Hallmark movie very often where you have the the single parent and he remarried. I lived, that was my childhood. And so to see that come on screen into a Hallmark movie, I was like, I was flashback. (laughs) Yeah, okay, I I totally agree. Because usually you might see, if anything, it's the dad that's always leaving. Um, But every family is different. And like you said, I mean, you don't have to be Korean to relate to this because you can relate to it just by your own personal life. Yeah. I mean, we were, this is a actually, I think this is the most multicultural racial diversity cast in Hallmark. I mean, you have... Raymond, who I believe is Indian, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Like, God, I'm gonna mess up his name. Cal, Carl, Camera. Carl? <laughs> yes. He's um, Middle Eastern, I believe, correct? Yeah, you have Karn, you have Ish. I mean, yeah, it's just black. It's, it's like they're all. And they all four of them were in the movie poster, which I don't think has ever really happened in a Hallmark movie where like yeah. it's more than multiple, more than two people on a poster, and there were all people of color from different nationalities, different uh, stuff. So I was just like, I was so happy to see that diversity because I get it, it hasn't ever happened for Hallmark that way at all, you know. Yeah. And so in that way, I do think it's really wonderful that channels like Hallmark, where you haven't traditionally seen these kind of um, storylines, they're happening now. And that's exciting because we just want to tell authentic stories, right? And we want to tell relatable stories and represent everybody because that's how the world is. So I think it's great that they're doing that. And I'm excited that I got to be a small part of it. (laughs) Well, um, do you have any behind the scenes secrets? working with anybody hmm. well first of all I don't think people realize um so this movie in particular has a ton of location changes mm-hmm. and then with all the different flashbacks and time cuts um we ended up shooting ha- at least half of it overnight and so we would start filming probably at the at the top of day on a Monday and inevitably yeah. by Friday night we're doing a classic uh, Friday, day, which means we're shooting till a, about 6 a.m. on Saturday morning. And wow. then you try to sleep as much as you can Saturday, you have Sunday, and then you're right back at it Monday. Um, and also, we were shooting in August uh, in Ottawa, and there was a heat wave. And so <laughs> I remember hearing about that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> you're in the show. I felt so bad for every single person who was filming Christmas movies in the summer. Yeah. I was like, ah, you must be sweating. And you it's have to like insane. act like you're cold and stuff. Yeah, it's insane. So we, like the scene with Logan, um, where we're ziplining, that day was such a disaster. And it was just comical really at the end of the day because First of all, because of COVID, they had shut down that little ski lift and they were supposed to build the zip line and they hadn't gotten around to it yet. So our production team actually had to build the zip line platform for them. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then there was a heat wave. And so we're in down jackets, shearling line boots, 
And they were so nervous that we would pass out from exhaustion that we had surgical gloves filled with ice in our armpits that some point would melt. They would end up somewhere on my body that I had no idea where. And then it kept thunderstorming. So we would have to get off the platform because you can't be up there if there's lightning. Yeah, um, that's like a lightning rod just waiting yeah. to happen. Yeah. I, I've been lining. My dad's an outdoorsman. And mm. so I, cause you know, he has his little girl with him, you know, I get drug to these outdoor adventures with my father. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. Yeah. That is and so funny. We didn't have a stunt double for Logan. Um, John actually did his own stunts. They told him the day of that. And he's luckily a very athletic outdoorsy guy, but he had two takes to just you pushed the poor guy off. He's such a pro. He did such a good job. Uh, yeah. And the last, I guess, little behind the thing scenes thing that I can think of right now is because we shot this during COVID, I guess in a way we lucked out because I've heard with some of the daytime TV, they had to use mannequins. I think it was like a big joke for a while, which I didn't know. Oh, yeah, I remember personally. that. Yeah. Um, and then we, we have some stories because our other podcast is about a TV show and a medical drama. Did you say it was <laughs> so the resident? Huh? Did you say it was the resident? Yes. It's the resident. Yes. The I, oh, it's right there. I actually just auditioned for that. Really? You did, you, wait, you're on an episode for the resident? No. Uh, he well, auditioned. You guys, well, I guess they announced it um, last week, but there's going to be a new character. Um, yeah. kind of a badass ER doctor. So, uh, ah, so her. Yes, we know. Mm -hmm. so is that that's you? No, um, it went to a different actress who's actually. Oh, you read for that role. So. Oh my God. I should, uh, yeah. So. You know, it, it is such a bizarre time because of COVID. So even with that, we had to do um, a chemistry read because I would be the new love interest, right? Yeah. So normally you would probably get flown out to location because you want to be in person with that person, you know, yeah. with, that, with that actor, uh, which is hard enough as it is because you meet them for the first time and then it's like, okay, I'm just going to pretend to be your wife or your girlfriend. <laughs> you know? Good luck to us. Uh, but then to have to do it over a Zoom, it's insane. It's insane. And so how is it working with Matt Zucre? Yeah, we Zoom? see. Here's the thing: we we know the plot line going for because right. they've already revealed it. Yes. So yeah, exactly. They revealed, revealed it, which is why I feel like I can say something. Yeah. Uh, how was it working with Matt? Matt was so gracious, and we just made the most of it. I mean, you kind of have to, right? Yeah, he's um, a sweetheart. He really is. <laughs> yeah, uh, but going back to COVID procedure, so kissing on set is obviously a big deal. It's like they want everybody six feet apart from each other at all times if possible. So if you can imagine, what do we do about the kissing? And I know very early on in COVID, people were having to get all the way up to like that moment where you're about to kiss and then they would slip in a piece of plastic and you would have to kiss the plastic, like kiss in between the plastic. <laughs> that is so weird. And so we luckily didn't have to do that. But between every single take, uh, we would have to use like medical grade mouthwash and swish around for a solid 60 seconds, every single take. And then they would spray our face at least nose down with alcohol. Yeah. Mm -hmm, the glamorous life. <laughs> oh my God, that is so 
weirdest. And Ray is such a dude. I mean, because they were using vodka. So he would just open his mouth every every time. That is that. Wow. They did. Wow. This is something I did. No, they. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah also that kissing scene is the very first scene that he and I had together uh yeah they always used to do that it's like hi nice to meet you all right I'm gonna confess my love to you and we're gonna make out <laughs> <laughs> yeah they do film a lot of the um, movies out of order so not surprised <laughs> yeah um but um what was your favorite part of the film to you know what was your favorite Mm. scene to film or you know watch I have lots of different moments that I really enjoyed but I will say that carriage ride is really special to me because it was a six day of shooting uh I, we'd already been on set for almost the entire day. We were exhausted. We're chasing the sunrise because we had to wrap by 6 a.m. that day. Yeah. And then you look around and you're on this road that's blocked off on a horse-drawn carriage ride. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's just one of those, I can't believe, I can't believe somebody pays me to do this. Like, this is absolutely insane. And this is like the little kid dream stuff, you know, the stuff that, when you're younger and you want to be an actor that you can literally only dream of. And the fact that it's happening is just amazing. And with Raven. (laughs) She's such a hunk and he's so nice and charming and just fun to be around. Yeah. Yeah. I have you guys have, um, you were you able to contact, I mean, stay in contact with all the cast or whatever. Yeah, we kept in touch a little bit here and there, and we were all on fun group chats um, premiere day, which was great. Yeah, that is so cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, would you do any more Hallmark movies? Yes, they're really fun. Plus, I feel like, you know, after this one, like now, I don't know. I don't know if they're all like this, but I was like, gosh, it's 15 filming days. You shoot out over a hundred pages. I literally averaged, I think maybe five and a half hours every night. Um, And you're on set for 14 hours a day. And usually the lead is in every single scene. So it's the best acting boot camp that I could ask for. And, um, And plus, even when you're tired or stressed, you look around and everything's just beautiful and festive and (laughs) this amazing crew and they're all just so nice and they made it very enjoyable to be there which I think is important right when you're at work every day I mean no matter what job you have yeah but would you be willing to do a sequel and if you would if you would what would you like to see happen to Lauren I know a wedding will happen. I know. That would be so fun for so (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think a wedding would be really, really fun. I I wonder if you do a wedding, would it? That would be cool if they include Indian um, parts, you know, with wearing a sari and the henna and the veil and whatever. Yeah, the traditional aspects of cultures and then yeah. some American traditions too. Uh, you could wear the hanbok? The, yeah, hanbok. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
see my Korean drama just kicked in. <laughs> That's the other thing too. It's like you guys did the drama hearts. hearts. Yeah. The, the Korean drama hearts. That's what I always called it. Yes. Drama hearts. Yeah. Although it's always been funny to me because at first I was like, it almost looks like you're asking for like money. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> what? What does that um, mean? I don't know. Like, oh, it's an actual like little finger heart. That's cute. Yeah. And, uh, the, uh, the, well, another thing that I wanted to ask you was uh, you worked with Paul Hans. Hi, I'm going to. Hans. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I am so sorry, sir. Again. And he's obviously a comedian and he's funny yes. and stuff. How and he's just as funny off camera and I can't say it enough. He's just such a class act. And one example is that, like I was saying, our very final shot of the entire project, we're wrapping at 6 a.m. And I'm like, I can't even remember the last time I stayed up till 6 a.m. How many days do I have to do this? I was like, am I, are my eyes open? Am I saying all the words? Like, that's enough for me sometimes. Um, there's actually one great scene where I think it was literally like three or four in the morning. I was on a forced call, which means I didn't get enough uh, downtime the night before to rest. And uh, Paul and I are decorating the Christmas tree, at, you know, at my really? dad's house. And we were all so tired that we couldn't stop laughing because we were slurring all our words out of sheer exhaustion. I was like, <laughs> I don't even think I've done that in life. What is going on? And, but it was so funny. And so what I was going to say is uh, it's 6 a.m. when we wrapped. And it's a very old school, classy thing to be a part of picture wrap. And Paul wrapped, I think, that morning around maybe like 1 a.m. And so he went back to his hotel, took a cat nap, and then he came back at 6 a.m. to be there um, and celebrate picture wrap, which I think is just, it just speaks volumes of the kind of person that he is and what a generous acting partner that he is. That is so sweet. I'm like, I don't know if I would have done that, Paul. <laughs> Thank you. But I don't know. I don't know if I would have woken up with an alarm at that point. I know, like I only had five hours of sleep. I, I was doing the picture wrap. Like someone uh, put me on the pic in, in the picture. <laughs> yeah, just insert. <laughs> we did it. Well, thank you so much for letting me talk to you. For letting of us course. talk to you. Yeah. Well, thank you so how, how do you say it in Korean? trying to fit the only words that are coming into my mind is Saranghyo, which is i love you. Yeah. yeah but that, what's um what is thank you kamsamida kamsamida mm -hmm. yeah let's see and then um, apa and yeah i'm trying to figure out what oh that that's another behind the thing uh scenes thing that i'll leave you with so there was one day where we didn't have lavalier mics, which are the mics that get clipped onto us. Yeah. And so every scene in that cafe uh, had to be redone in post, mm -hmm. um, which was so insane, <laughs> including the scene with, um, with Lauren and her dad, yeah. when she finally realizes that, I mean, if she doesn't deal with her past, it's gonna deal with her, you know? Um, we had to redo all the sound for that. Wow. Um, so I hope we did it justice, but yeah, it was, it was tough. <laughs> well, thank you. 
You're very welcome. Thank you so much for watching. Sabi da. Welcome. I'm hoping. I'm hoping to see. We're hoping to get a, a sequel or something. Yeah. At least more movies of you guys. Yeah. But I. It's 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 a um, fun twist to to the Christmas Carol. Yeah. Which I. Actually, I have DM. I have DB'd you. I found out that you were part of Ghost of Girlfriend Pass with Matthew McConaughey. So I was like, this is like her second. It's uh, this is my sequel, I guess. Really, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is your like second thing with the similar yeah. storyline. It's so crazy. The- right, that was the first thing I ever auditioned for after college, and. Uh, and Matthew McConaughey also is such a class act. I mean, I was probably like, what, 23? <laughs> and I showed up doughy-eyed to set. I literally had to read a book called The Camera Smart Actor because I was like, ah, I don't know what everybody does. And I don't want to look like this idiot 23-year-old. And so I showed up to set and he just, I mean, he's Matthew McConaughey. He has so much gravitas and he was so nice. He let me ask him a million questions. He let me take a million photos with him. And it was such a wonderful set experience that even on this set, uh, Jenna Katz, who plays my best friend at work, uh, she's mostly a dancer, a phenomenal dancer. And this was her first bigger acting role. So I also wanted her to walk away feeling great and and knowing what to ask for and how to ask for it, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think that is one thing that I've heard from a lot of the actors is that their first experience like whether it's on Hallmark or working with a certain actor, actor or certain company or whatever, they they're the gold standard and it kind of showed you how what to expect for the next time and who yeah, yeah. And like how to, it's gonna work or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, and because I think I've been so fortunate to have worked with such great actors, I hope that I can keep doing that for other people it is an interesting thing being number one on set right because you kind of get to set the tone for how mm-hmm. um how the actors are treated and and you definitely don't want a number one that's a diva or making things too difficult like you don't want the the number one that's like screaming because she has you know blue at m&ms in her trailer or whatever <laughs> you know uh, which I hope you you be, I'm assuming you usually don't get just because Hallmark movies are so feel good and it's really hard I think yeah, to be yeah I've never heard that I've never heard those diva yeah. M&M people stories <laughs> <laughs> that's good they just keep all M&Ms off property no M&Ms for anybody <laughs> well thank you you're very very welcome